Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. TGIF, thank God I'm forgiven. At the end of the week, uh, we're getting closer to heaven. Think about this. Every single week that passes, we're getting closer to our eternal reward with the Lord Jesus Christ if you die in a state if of grace. If you die in the state of grace, every day our body is dying, but make sure that your soul is still living. That's right. To eternity. To it, it will. Whether you choose heaven or hell, it's going to live. So that's eternal. Yeah, exactly. Remember the that. soul's immortal. Yeah, immortal. <laughs> so it's going to go somewhere. You decide. And by the way, this is Jesse and Anita. Yeah, Tobias and Sarah, uh, Aquila and Prisca. Prisca. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> we forgot to introduce ourselves. Yeah, by the way. But we're this, here. <laughs> this is the month of August, Anita. Yes, the month of August. We honor and devote ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Oh, how beautiful is that? Just her heart just throbs for us. This devotion has received new emphasis in this century from the visions given to Lucy de Santos, oldest, the oldest of the visionaries of Fatima. In her conversion in Thai, in Spain, in 1925 and 1926, in those visions, Our Lady asked for the practice of the five first Saturdays to help make amends for the offenses committed against her heart by the blasphemies and ingratitude of men. The practice parallels the devotion of the nine First Fridays in honor the Sacred Heart. Macalera Mary, pray for, for us. us. And if you haven't started, you can start tomorrow. Start the next five Fridays. Yeah, you know one five of the Saturdays. Excuse me. Yeah, one of the one of the ways that we show yeah. that we love the Blessed Mother mm-hmm. is is by uh, praying the Rosary every day. It's Absolutely. it's a meditative prayer. Yes. Uh, you you derive so much benefit from, from doing so. Mm-hmm. So speaking about Our Lady, we want to. Every time we talk about spiritual warfare, the Blessed Mother is front and center. Right. Because she's is. been given power and authority yes. by God uh, to crush the head of the devil in every single mm-hmm. encounter. And there will be an ultimate head crushing one day, yes. an ultimate defeat of Satan at the second coming of Christ. Yes. And Mary's going to play a huge role in all of Absolutely. this. Absolutely, she is. So we want to talk, Anita, about one of the weapons of yes. the Blessed Mother uh, and this is something that, as Catholics, a lot of Catholics forget about this. Yes, We've got do. to go back to our traditions. Absolutely. Tradition, the got, scapular. Yeah, the brown, the brown scapular. scapular. I know we, we did focus on it our, in our last uh, I mean, We've program. talked about it. but it We just, talked, you know, we just superficially went over it, but we want to go into a little bit more in depth with it. So, so let's, yeah. talk, let's talk about yeah. where it comes from and a little bit of the history of okay. it. Okay. So the, the Shrine of Our Lady of Carmel, in, Mount Carmel? In Mount Carmel, Ellsford, England. That's where it's, This marks the site where Our Lady appeared to St. Simon Stock on July 16th, 1251. For many years. He, okay, St. Simon Stock was 80 years old, and after praying for years for a sign from Mary and, and um, help, you know, he, he helped for his help for the Carmelite order, was he was discouraged. Father Albert H. Dolan, a Carmelite himself, Carmelite recounts himself. that the bountiful heart of God's mother could not resist the prayers and tears of the general of the order called by her name. 
towards morning, just as the dawn was breaking, she appeared to the holy man. The holy man is, is, is the Saint, Saint Simon Stock. The sight was entrancing, for the Queen of Heaven was surrounded by a great company of angels of dazzling brightness. That's interesting. Every yes. time Our Lady appears yes, in all the every apparition, she's always accompanied by yes. angels. Why? Because angels are messengers of God. So, mm -hmm. and and Lady and Our Lady is the mother of God. Mm -hmm. So anywhere where she appears, she's always surrounded by an army of angels. And you know what? And I think the nine choir of angels. Don't you think? Oh, without a doubt. You know, when I pray the uh, Saint Michael's Chaplet, you're praying. Uh, uh, to the nine choirs of angels, yeah. on actually asking Mary's intercession, so these nine choirs of angels to protect you. Uh, and I always vision Mary in front and all the angels one by one coming, seraphim, cherubim. Yeah, as you as They're you being advance, launched out as you right, pray. As you, each as you pray. It's just so beautiful that just Mary standing image, there saying, "Okay, go. Yes, okay, go. Yes, okay, that, go. Yeah, okay, go. Okay, go. Your turn. Yeah. Your turn. Your turn." Let, oh gosh! Okay. Let's just, go. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, seraphim, cherubim. That was that was sidebar, no, no, right? <laughs> no, no, but that's that's yeah. that's exactly the the, yes. the way I'm, you can envision. I envisioned that. I just see because, Mary with her, yeah. the the queen of heaven and her because crown there's and order, her glory. There's order. Yes, and absolutely. that's the way it would happen. Didn't yes, it? Yeah. and just so beautiful. Okay, so let's go back to the yeah. history of these yeah, uh, brown scapular. So it was, it was only with great difficulty then that Simon. Simon Stock could gaze on this glorious vision. There, in answer to his prayer, she presented him with a garment formed by the manner of a scapular, saying, This shall be a privilege for thee and all Carmelites. Whosoever shall die wearing it shall not suffer everlasting fire. So that's a promise for Mary yeah, of St. Simon Stock. Yes. And yes. notice, it was given to the Carmelites. Yes, it's a privilege to the Carmelites, but she says, Whoever shall die wearing it. So any Catholic yeah. could wear this. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now the Carmelite monks <clears throat> made the great gift of the scapular known to people worldwide. Mm -hmm. And so scapular confraternities have been organized all over the world. Any Catholic priest, they don't have to be a Carmelite. Mm -hmm. They're able to enroll the faithful in the scapular. And many people are enrolled at their first Holy Communion. This was something that was common pre-Vatican II. Yes, I remember Before that. Before 1965, yes. it was very common. This was just standard. You know, and this- You weren't was, even asked. You were right, just enrolled. Right, this was, So I, I remember receiving a scapular. I said, oh, now in retrospect, I was enrolled again because not yeah. remembering. And because that, that practice was left behind me as I grew up. And it fell into disuse Yeah, it fell into disuse, absolutely. So that's um, so all of you that were. But it's coming back. It's coming yeah, back. The, the, all y'all that were, were that were uh, made their first holy communion at least in the sixties. You were enrolled. Yeah, without a doubt, you but were enrolled. But if you feel if there's any doubt, go ahead and get enrolled again, just to make. And sure. by the way, yeah. Anita, you and me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Think about this. Mm -hmm. We're we, the tail end of, of we, the Orthodox. Right. We were we yeah. were baptized under the old rite. Yes. The new rite of baptism okay. wasn't out yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was born. I mean, in we, 1960, 1961. Yeah, yes, we were we were baptized. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, th that was that's the one that has the five extra, yeah. the three or five exorcisms in it. Yeah. I think that's why we're living our baptismal vows. Could that be that's it? That's why we had. That's why we had a conversion yes. somewhere, somewhere throughout yes. the course of our life. Yeah, and then you know, having the the sacrament final uh, solidifying with our confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, it's just at that point, I find it kind of interesting yeah, that, that we we're baptized under the old Very right. Very interesting. Because we're yes. old people. That's why. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> So look at our wrinkles. You can yeah. see them right now. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, let's so, continue. So, again, any priest is able to enroll the people. Uh, and they used to do this all the time at, at First Holy Communion. Yeah. It's only necessary to be enrolled once, and the mm-hmm. scapular medal may be worn instead of the cloth scapular. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I remember there was a, a medal attached to the scapular oh, that's when right. I received You're right. it. Yeah, see, yeah. yeah that right medal. There. So that's I, Either or. Yeah. So Our Lady's asked us to remember, remember certain conditions when wearing the scapular, which include observing chastity, mm-hmm. according yeah. to one state in life, yeah. then offering prayers or sacrifices. Pope. St. John the 22nd, he saw a vision of Our Lady on March 3rd, 1322. In a papal letter, he wrote that Mother Mary promised to those who wore the brown scapular, quote, I, the mother of grace, I love that mother of grace, grace, shall descend on the Saturday after their death, and whomsoever I shall find in purgatory, I shall free so that I may lead them to the holy mountain of life everlasting. This is known as a Sabbatine privilege, by the way. Yep. And we know we have to live be living in a state of grace yeah. if that were to happen. But I'll tell you, most people that wear yeah. the brown scapular, yeah, they're, they're like serious. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a non-serious yeah. Catholic says, what is this garbage yeah. around my neck? Well, it's just like that prostitute, gone. remember? Yeah. There's a lot of stories yes. like that. Lots of stories. It's yeah. unfortunate to these people. That... So talk about the new book by Father Edward Looney. Okay, so Father Edward Looney writes of miracles that occurred through uh, through Our Lady Scapular. For example, when Blessed Salinas, Salinas, Casey, Salinas Casey. Casey almost drowned, he was somehow pulled up, even though he was being plunged under. Was it the hand of Mary? In whose garment he was clothed that resisted the force of being pulled? Who knows? Such a conclusion might not be far-fetched, as there are many stories available to us pertaining to the scapular's power. Homes have been saved from fire. A scapular dropped in a body of water calmed the waters which seemed to bring about an almost certain death. A bullet became lodged in the scapular, thus preventing death. Another Given miraculous phenomena in the life of believers, it is quite plausible that Solanus is right. The scapular did indeed save his life. So often we are unaware of the supernatural going on around us. Many conversions also occur when non-Catholic or fallen away Catholics wear the scapular. Wow. You know, that's that that's that's really evangelization. When you can get a non-Catholic mm. or a non-believer to put a scapular scapular on something's gonna happen i think at the right time right place especially when they're down and out they feel that they're gonna receive the grace of conversion yes and if you're there you pick them up the scapular is not a good luck charm a blessed scapular is a sign of our baptismal consecration and our lady's protective care her mantle reminds us of what we believe in our hearts when we take refuge in the arms of mary she teaches us to cherish the christ child within our souls and caress him with her love. Wear the scapular and give one to your family members and loved ones to wear. Wear it with love and with confidence in your heavenly mother. Mm-hmm. There's a, a consecration prayer. We'll, uh, we probably yeah, won't yeah. have a time to do it in this segment. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it in the beginning of the next segment. Yeah. Now we can start it now. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, well, I'm sure I have my non here uh our lady the redeemer pray for us up next talking about monkeypox yeah. 
Love our bumper yes, music. Yes, I love it too. <laughs> love it. Our Lady Guadalupe, your beauty and your grace are light bright new dawn. Pray, for, pray for, for us. Uh, don't, oh. don't talk soft. You, you remind me of uh, oh my God, I was somebody, just, somebody. I was in the moment. Oh, okay, I was okay. in the moment. I know, but there's somebody in the White House that does it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so don't that's talk. That's a sign of dimension. <laughs> yeah, okay. don't talk. Okay, let me hey, just. Hey, I didn't want to let, I just, I'm kind of happy right now. I'll tell you why. Because great, the dopamine, the serotonin, yeah, all that's dope, kicking in. They're all, all kicking in when no, you're happy. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you why I'm happy and eat that before we get on, continue with the show. Yes, it's because we just had primary elections. Yes, we did. And everybody oh. that we voted for, my wife and myself, we live in the in, in the state of Arizona, uh, one of the states in, in our beautiful country. Yes, everybody we voted for won. One, yes. Yeah, and we voted. We voted yeah. for all the. Uh, the Republican, the, the, the Trumper, yeah, ultra MAGA, oh yeah, candidates, yeah, and every single one of them yes. won. Yes, and did. so I'm in a good mood. I'm yes. in a good mood. Yes. Things are good because it gives us promise, at least politically, not yeah. not eternally, but and again, politically, the, because we need those consolations, and this is a consolation for Arizona. But you have to also remember too that yeah. a lot of the people that win in these political races are people of faith. Yes, yes. That's why they mm -hmm. we share the same. Pro-life ethic. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're people of yeah. faith. They're not secular humanists. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we gotta we gotta vote in. Vote people of faith. Yes. Vote yeah. life. <laughs> people of faith. People yeah. that that uh, of principle. People yes. that are patriotic. That don't hate the country. Don't yeah. don't think the country's racist. And yeah. you know, uh, want to teach uh, you know critical race theory. Yeah. Yeah. People that are patriots. Yeah. That understand that this country's made mistakes, but we're the we, we have basically we're able to come back and reboot ourselves and yeah. correct our errors because we have a great document called the Constitution, which yes. I believe was divinely inspired in, I, in many I, ways. I agree with you. I totally, absolutely. Me and my wife are going to pray an act of consecration yeah. of yeah, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Yeah, this is a prayer we promised you that it's, we were praying this segment. Yeah, yes. it's, it's called, the prayer is called Act of Consecration to Our Lady of Mount Carmel. So let's pray in the name of the Father, Holy Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. O oh, Mary, Queen, Queen and Mother of Carmel, Carmel. I come, I come today to consecrate myself to you, for my whole life is but a small return for the many graces and blessings that have come from God to me through your hands. Through yeah, through your hands. Since you look with special kindness on those who wear your scapular, I implore you to strengthen my weakness with your prayer, with your power, to enlighten the darkness of my mind with your wisdom, and to increase in me faith, hope, and charity that I may repay each day my debt of humble homage to you. May your scapular bring me your special protection in my daily struggle to be faithful to your divine Son and to you. May it separate me from all that is sinful in life and remind me constantly of my duty to imitate your virtues. From now on, I shall strive to live in God's presence and offer all to Jesus through you. Dearest Mother, support me by your never-failing love and lead me to paradise through the merits of Christ and your own intercession. Amen. Hail, flower of Carmel. Hail, fruitful vine. Hail, ever-immaculate queen in whom all virtues shine. O Mother mild, implore your son to hear our prayers now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Carmel Prayers. Thank you, Mary Beth, for sharing. That was her article. Yeah, Mary Beth. Uh, she's she, a writer. Yeah, and she, yeah, she, she has wrote multiple a, books. She wrote a book called Under Behold. Her belt. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think this one is called The Little Way. A lot of spiritual 
reading that's very yeah encouraging. i'll tell you why the carmelite spirituality is very powerful is because they take as their founder their genesis mm -hmm. is is saint elijah yes uh who was him and moses are the most powerful uh, saints and prophets in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and that's the founder of the Carmelite order. Mm -hmm. That's why you see when the Carmelites get into prayer, watch out, something's going to happen. Yes. Anita, uh, by the way, we're not at, at our studio, at our yes. regular Arizona studio. We are an undisclosed yeah. bunker. Undisclosed bunker. <laughs> and we, believe it or not, we're in California. Somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> in an undisclosed bunker. bunker in California. In, in, in California. <laughs> by the way, we're, there are, we're on a reconnaissance mission. Yes, <laughs> where there are so many wonderful people of faith. Yes, in the there state. is. We love oh, all you California people. California, we California. Has, California has so many serious followers of Christ yes, here. Yes, yes. A lot and, of people of faith. Oh God, that yeah. are fighting, fighting. There for are their some state. holy people in yes, this state. All I, of you. Yeah. Hey, VMPR is here yeah, also. Yeah, headquarters here. Headquarters here. VMPR headquarters. All, all the guys yeah. from VMPR. I'm the not only, here specifically, but yeah, I'm the, I'm the only one that's outside in a, in a in a satellite in Arizona. Yeah, but yeah. everybody from VMPR yeah, is from true. here. Yeah. So Anita, we want to talk about something that's happening in mm -hmm. California and in New York as well. Notice yeah. the blue states where there's a lot of libertinism yeah. mm -hmm. it's uh something called monkeypox that's hitting very hard yes and in california they're reporting that this is hitting particularly hard in the lgbtq community yep so let's and, share and, and then we'll make our comments yeah, yeah okay so the the new report released by the california department of public health on friday this was uh this was uh this article was written on July 29th, so not too too long ago, about a week ago. Crazy. Showed how the LGBTQ community is being hit hardest by monkeypox. Mm, interesting. The report detailed the cases with available data and found that among those, 91.7% of the cases involve patients who are gay, lesbian, or same gender loving. That's what that that's what the article says. The San Francisco Chronicle noted that the demographic makes up 64.6% of all reported cases and 91.7% of, of cases where sexual, sexual orientation was reported. Bisexual patients made up 5.6% of the cases, while heterosexual patients made up 2% of the cases where sexual orientation was noted. Men are also being affected more than more than others, mm -hmm. with 98.3% of the cases with available data being discovered in men. People who identified as transgender mm -hmm. made up 1% of the cases, while females and non-binary and non-binary identifying individuals made up 0.4% and 0.3% mm -hmm. respectively. There, there were four cases with missing data. The report pointed out that the general public's risks of monkeypox is currently very low. Notice the general public. And while technically anyone can become infected, lots of the cases this year have happened among people self-identifying as men who have sex with men. That's key mm -hmm. in this article. We'll yes. continue reading this article, but yeah. here's, here's what's going on. Okay? Yep. When you do things that are unnatural with your body, it breeds pathologies. Mm -hmm. It breeds diseases. Mm -hmm. It breeds it 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 breeds uh, uh, viruses. 
-hmm. And again, what's happening here is these men are engaging in the act of sodomy, mm -hmm. which is in itself just a, an inherently unnatural and dirty practice. Mm -hmm. Okay, just even on a human level, it's just a dirty practice. Yes. And and so what's happening? Bill, back in the seventies and eighties, there was a d d disease called GRIDS, gay-related uh, uh, infection disease. They later changed it to AIDS because of yep. political correctness. The, yep. the gay lobby started saying, mm -hmm. you can't call it grids. Gay. It was a homosexual disease, AIDS. Mm -hmm. it, it still is. It's among people that sodomize each other. Now there's a new disease amongst sodomites. And, and un, the, the sad part, I mean, my wife, yeah. I know this break my wife breaks her heart because she worked in the medical community and she went there. With a, with a, like a Catholic woman, with a, you know, wanting to help people, but she has seen it like I have. I've seen law enforcement the same way. Yeah. When the left becomes in charge of everything, they, they politicize. politicize everything, even medicine and law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And why don't they call this a venereal disease amongst the heterosexual men? But uh, it, this, that's what it is. It's a it's venereal, venereal disease because it's you're you're contacting this through sexual. Uh, contact, whether, you know, and, and I know we mentioned there's heterosexuals that are being affected. Well, obviously some of those must be bisexual Yeah. and they, you know, they go back and forth, which is not good. <laughs> the practice it's is not, it's sodomy. Period, this period. is why it's happening. Yeah. It's yes. Okay. It's sodomy. Sodomites are, are getting, are the highest, um, they're being affected. Yes. And, uh, you know, the CDC has been politicized, and so now they're trying to make this another pandemic, but they can't. So they want to punish 99% yes, of the population for the 1% yes, of the population. Yes, and do you think yeah. that's fair? All no. of you? No, of course not. Yeah. So let's talk about this, the city's hardest hit. California's cities hardest hit by, the dis, by this disease appear to be be Los Angeles with 261 cases and San Francisco with 257 cases. There have been 11 hospitalizations in that in the state. While monkeypox is a disease that comes from someone being infected with the virus, it can be transmitted from humans who have an infection as well as animals and items that have been corrupted. The infection can begin with flu-like symptoms followed by a rash People are able to spread the infection from the onset of symptoms until all the rash has healed and been replaced with a newer layer of skin, which can take multiple weeks. The report, is that two weeks, three weeks? How many multiple yeah. weeks? They're not even saying. The report added that monkeypox mainly spreads through direct contact with infectious source scabs or body mm -hmm. fluids. There and you go. There's the body fluids. Yeah. There it is. There it is. They notice they, that. They notice it. that the the last uh, the last one body fluids. They finally <laughs> came clean. <laughs> and so, California public health officer, no, no, and uh, not through uh, casual, sex. yeah, and not through casual short, short conversations, conversations or walking, walking past a person who has monkeypox. So there you go. It the has people to be that are uh -huh. body, body fluids. Body fluids, uh -huh. just like AIDS. Yes. Body fluids. Yes. Don't engage in the act of sodomy. Don't. And as yep. as as the as the protagonist or the uh, antagonist. Yeah. Well, just like all the other venereal diseases, genital warts, yeah. uh, chlamydia, you know, uh, herpes, all those things are what through body fluids. Yeah. Just okay. by the by the way, just Catholic theology, it's it's a mortal sin. Sodomy is a yeah. mortal sin. I put it out <laughs> yeah. right there. So if you don't know, it, now you know. That's a vice. 
<laughs> so if you're sodomizing somebody, mm -hmm. uh, stop it, go stop to confession it. and repent. And, California and that includes in marriage. Yes. California Public Health, uh, Health Officer Tomas Aragon said Friday that no state of emergency is being declared in the Californias of now. We're leveraging a lot of the infrastructure that we built around COVID, Aragon said. We continue to review everything and we'll decide whether we need to do anything additional like a, declare a public health emergency. He said, noting that the department has informed federal authorities that they need more vaccines. Oh, are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. New York State and San Francisco took measures to declare individual public health emergencies on Thursday due to the case numbers. California and New York far outnumber other states when it comes to case numbers. According to information from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention updated on Friday, there are a total of 5,189 cases in the United States. California makes up 799 of the cases, while New York comes in at wow. 1,345, meaning that two states make up 41% of all cases in the country. Texas, Illinois, Florida, and Georgia have over 300 cases. And here's our lady, Lady of Purity. They are lady, lady of Purity. Of virtue. Here's our example. Pray for us, immaculate and all holy immaculate. We'll be back. We're going to talk about Century. We're back. Jesus 911 Friday show TGIF. Thank God I'm forgiven. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? What a, what a, as Catholics, what a beautiful thing that we have with, uh, when it, when it comes to the teachings of the church, mm -hmm. it gives us so much hope because politics can only take you so yep. far. Mm -hmm. Sports definitely can just don't take you so far. Entertainment, yeah. you know, yeah. recreation mm -hmm. or Catholic faith is the only thing that really can bring peace and consolation to a, to, to a, to a troubled soul, mm -hmm. to somebody who's searching for, for answers. Yeah. And so if it, I'm going to tell you the Catholic faith is, is what keeps, is what keeps uh, this world from, uh, from disintegrating. Yeah. You know, uh, it is. It's it's the it's the graces of the mass that are yeah. flowing throughout the world every day. Mm -hmm. It's the teachings of the church that are being followed by people all over the world. This is what's holding everything together. Like yes, like, yeah. Think about it. It's, it's and holding. us, yeah, and 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 we, us practicing Catholics, Lord, uh, Catholics of faith. We, if we ourselves are holy. We're going to bring holiness to the world. That's right. We're going to bring holiness to those we encounter. So it's it's so it's it's imperative that every day, even when you go to the store, like I do, I, I try to make this a practice. I tell them, God bless you. After my interaction, my exchange when I'm purchasing something, it's just with everything, it's just so important because you don't know if the person's having a a a, a bad and what day those words will do for what's them. Going, what they're doing for them, and wow, that maybe after me a blessing. Yeah, and. Maybe that's a wow. I need to get that courage also. I need to go back to church. Yeah, go back to church. Yeah. So it's it's so it's infectious. Yeah. Holiness can be infectious, and 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 people are in awe. Oh, that's how I need to be. I need yeah. to bump it up, that's or I right. need I need to uh, uh, transform my my life, change my life. 
by the okay. way, we're not in, in our regular studio in Arizona. As you yes. can tell, we're in an undisclosed bunker <laughs> yeah. somewhere in the deep recesses of California. <laughs> yeah. We're well, gonna... let's, I'll put it out there. It's a family reunion we're going to be at tomorrow. So that's where we're at. That's why we're here. <laughs> we're here, Dave, because we're getting yeah, ready to go to the family we reunion. We want to go and, and, Evangelize, and share our faith. Share our love. And to those people that we haven't seen in years, months, yeah. days. That need to know and about Jesus. You they know need how a jump it is. Start. Uh, there's there's division. Uh, there's um, just different lifestyles when you get together. Now in these uh, uh, these days, there's different people, uh, different walks of life that are in your family. So us people that know her faith, you know, something that I was not, you know, okay, I don't know if I want to go, but you know, I thought, okay, this is my time to share our faith. Yeah, so here we are. Yeah, here we are. Okay, so we're going to talk about two doctors of the church. Yes. There's only 38 doctors in the Catholic Church. That doesn't mean they went to Loyola, Mount St. Mary, <laughs> and got a liberal PhD from there. That's hey, not didn't a, you go Mount St. Mary? Yeah, that's not a doctor of the church. <laughs> not a PhD, but... Okay, yeah, that, means, uh, that all means you got a, yeah. you got a useless uh, Marxist mm -hmm. college degree full of modernism. Yeah. Okay, that's all that means. Most Catholic colleges, the degree isn't worth... Uh, what you use it? What you use in the bathroom uh, to 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 clean yourself? Yeah, but there are very good colleges. There's a few. Oh yeah, there's a few. And there's about thirty. Just go to the Newman Guide. Yeah. And that'll show you which which colleges are loyal to the teachings of the Magisterium yeah. of the Catholic Church. There are about thirty. Yes. Between thirty and forty. Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 rest of them yeah, are so, just basically run by Marxists. So hopefully your kids that are in college, they're going to one of those <laughs> those colleges. Yeah. Yep. If not, just just pray for them every day. Yeah. Okay. okay so, so, so uh, here's here's what happened. Our Lord mm -hmm. spoke to Saint Catherine of Siena. She's a doctor of the yes. Church. In a locution, uh, God the Father spoke to her, mm -hmm. and He gave her and and He told her about the sin of homosexuality and the way it contaminated some of the clergy in her time. And the Renaissance, referring to sacred ministers who committed this sin, the Renaissance that was going to be needed to, uh, to you know, restore the church back to purity and holiness. Mm -hmm. And so St. Catherine of Siena, she took this conversation that she had with God the Father and she wrote it down. And we're going to read it, but th the essence of the conversation is God told her, that homose the homosexual act of sodomy causes nausea to our Lord, and it's even despised by demons. Even demons mm. have to turn away from the act of sodomy. Wow. So here's the conversation from God the Father to St. Catherine of Siena. Okay, it's here. They, the homosexuals, not only fail from resisting the weakness of fallen human nature, but they do even worse when they commit the cursed sin against nature. Like the blind and stupid, having dimmed the light of their understanding, they do not recognize the disease and misery in which they find themselves. For this not only causes me nausea, but is disgusting even to the devils themselves, whom these depraved creatures have chosen as their lords. For me, this sin against nature is so abominable that for it alone, five cities were destroyed by virtue of the judgment of my divine justice, which could no longer bear their iniquity. It is disgusting to the devils, not because evil displeases them 
or because they find pleasure in good, but rather because their nature is angelic and flees upon seeing such a repulsive sin being committed. For while certainly it is the devil that first strikes the sinner with the poison arrow, arrow of concupiscence, nonetheless, when a man actually carries out such a sinful act, the devil goes away. Whoa, that is... So here's, here's that's God, revealing. Here's that's so God revealing. The, look at remember the theology of of sin. Demons like when you sin, they look, they're yeah. clapping, mm-hmm. they're doing backflips, yeah. they got their little tambourines. Mm-hmm. But of all the sins that the human person commits with their body, the only sin that they have say, okay, gotta look away. This is this is sick. This is disgusting. The only sin that demons do that is when they see the act of sodomy. Yes, they cannot watch that. Now they're happy that you're sinning. Don't get me wrong, because you're 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 offending God. Yes. You're making you committing mortal sin, and you're on your way to hell mm-hmm. if you die in repentance. So mm-hmm. they're happy in that regard. But yeah. in terms of looking at it, it's so vile and dark that they have to say, um, "You know what? I got. I'm glad they're on their way to hell. I'm glad they're coming with us. Mm-hmm. But boy, oh boy, these guys are some sick puppies." Yeah, yeah. And we even know. Um, Homosexuals have have revealed that after their their sinful act, that they feel uh, the diabolical is there. Yeah, there's and just and and they just yeah. feel uh, repulsed by that after. Here's yeah, know? here's one person. Everybody, a lot of people know who he is in the Catholic world. He's like yeah. Joseph Ciambria. He mm-hmm. lives out in uh, yes. Northern California. Mm-hmm. He says he's, he's sounding the alarm. He's written in his stop, book. Stop. He, he, he'll do podcasts. Mm-hmm. He does interviews. He says yes. he was a homosexual for like 20 some odd years. He says that when he would engage in the act of sodomy, he would see demons when he'd get naked with another man. He said, and, and they're in the act itself. He says he would see demons fill up the room coming out from the orifice of his partner and and fill the room and be present during the act mm-hmm. coming out of the orifice of the partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says this is this was so thick you can cut it with a knife. Mm-hmm. He's not the only one that says that. But uh, let's move on to another doctor of the church. Yes, Saint Saint uh, Bonaventure. He lived in the 13th century. Yes, one of the 38 doctors of the church. Again, not somebody who got a, a liberal PhD from. Uh, you know, Catholic University or Georgetown University. Uh, a doctor of the church is a saint whose intelligence has, has a, an understanding of the Catholic faith, has broken the glass ceiling and taken our understanding mm-hmm. to new heights. Yes. So we're going to read a sermon, and here's the essence of the sermon. Yeah. He, he, said, starts, he starts off with the, the scripture reading of Tobias. Yeah, yeah. but the, 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 the overview of the yeah. sermon is this. He says that there are... Well, I think 11 things that happened when Jesus was born, right? No, 12. 12. Okay. So he says there are 12 things that happened when Jesus was born. We call that the nativity. It's one of the mm-hmm. mysteries of the Holy Rosary. Yeah. So we're going to read what he says the 12 things are. And we're going to key on a number seven. Yes. Number seven is it's chilling. Yeah, it's chilling. I think maybe we should read the other ones. And then read that one last and then because that, that one was last. the you okay, know, finality. Yeah. That is the one that just Okay. Doesn't... So the sermon of, of Saint Bonaventure addressed to the people of Leon's friends on the, on the Nativity of our Lord. He starts off with a prayer 
Yeah, from, from Tobias. From Tobias, uh, chapter 13, verse 19, 3 and 7. Bless, O my soul, the Lord who liberated Jerusalem, his city, from its many tribulations. He, the Lord our God, confess the Lord, O children of Israel, for he has shown his majesty to a sinful nation. Amen. Amen. So he starts off with, moved by a great devotion of of heart for today's celebration, the soul of each one of the faithful should bless and confess God for his great works, exalting the men of Israel and elect of Jerusalem, as seen in the 24 considerations of the meditation on today's feast, set forth briefly in the Gospel of Christmas Eve. Four considerations are on God the Father, four on God the Son, four on the Blessed Mother, four on Joseph, four on the shepherds, and four on the angels. We should consider and bless God the Father for his most admirable liberality in sending his Son to take flesh and be born, and praise his fidelity for fulfilling his promise in due time, his ineffable charity because he had compassion on us, and was thus pleased to help us, and his eternal goodness, because he wanted to make himself known to us in this way. Okay, I'm going to want to get now specifically into his, uh, the 12 things that he says for lack of time, mm-hmm. because that's that's the meat of it. You can read the other stuff, the preface, this is all a preface, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but here's the meat of it, here's what he says. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll get to it on the next segment. So we're going to get to the meat of St. Bonaventure's homily. What happened when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea? Yes, stay with 12, us. 12 things happened. 12 things happened. Stay with us. Jesus 911 with Jesse and Anita. Our lovely Lady of Grace. Amen. We are back. Jesus 911 with Jesse and Anita. By the way, when somebody yes. says you Catholics are homophobic, that's not even a word. That's a that's a made up liberal word. It's not again, uh reject that. Don't let them put yes. that on you like a t-shirt yes say i'm not homophobic i'm cynophobic yeah okay again i'm not homophobic i as a catholic i'm cynophobic whatever offends god i'm against we're talking about uh saint bonaventure 13th century doctor of the church he gave a homily of 12 things that happened the mm-hmm. moment jesus was born we're only going to share of five or six you can yes. read the article yourself because these are the five or six that jump out at me that are very, very interesting, especially in light of spiritual warfare. So in all these meditations, St. Bonaventure writes, our soul should bless God on this day. On this day, he liberated his city, showing his majesty to a sinful nation, not only by sending his son to be born, but by bedecking and adorning the day, hour, and time of his nativity with miracles. 12 miracles happened. Mm-hmm. The miracles shown to the sinful nation at the time of the nativity of Christ are these according to various histories. So the third miracle, what happened? What happened? Well, the third miracle, the temple of peace in Rome fell to the ground. Which was a pagan temple. Yes. 
When it was built, the devils were asked how long it would last, and they responded that it would, would stand until a virgin gave birth to a son as, as a sign that he who was born would destroy the works and practices of vanity. Wow. Yeah, because the Romans had a yeah. bunch of pagan temples pagan, of false mm -hmm. gods. And yes. Jesus is born, the temple goes, bam. <laughs> okay, so there's 12 things that happened. Yeah. Now, here's number seven. Yeah, this is, uh, this this is one revealing. Is... <laughs> this is revealing. Okay, so here we go. The seventh one. You want to go ahead, go ahead. Okay, go okay. Ahead. All the, all all the, the sodomites in the whole world died, both male and female, according to Jerome. St. Jerome. Commenting on the psalm, the light was born for the just, Jesus, which shows that he who was born came to reform nature and to promote chastity. Okay, so this Whoa. is this is big. This is that, huge. This is big. Why don't you explain that? The Just moment say. that Jesus Christ was born, St. Jerome, mm -hmm. doctor of the church, St. Bonaventure, doctor of the church, two doctors mm -hmm. of the church, said that all the known homosexuals in the world, both male and female, died the moment he was born. Wow. Why? Because holiness, the all holy, pure Son of God had entered the world, and so what was impure immediately died at that moment at the nativity. Again, because he came to reform nature and promote chastity, not deform nature and not to promote impurity. Mm -hmm. And so this is... Th you will not hear this in the average pulpit in the Catholic Church. They're just not going to say this. Abs absolutely, and they, they won't say that. And I know many of you have seen, where did you get that from, Jesse? There you go. Here it is. Yeah, this there it's it on is. the Internet. It's, it's it, the type internet. in St. Bonaventure's homily on the nativity. Mm -hmm. It's on the Internet. Yes. Okay, and, and it shows the actual source documents back to the 13th century. Yes. And St. Jerome's, his, his, his is also on the Internet as well. Yeah, well, well, it makes sense that purity would come and would need to land in purity. Get rid of impurity. Get rid of it. Get yeah. rid of it. No, the eighth thing that happened is uh, brute animals spoke in Judea Whoa. among them to oxen to make us understand who he was. Born would transform the most bestial men into rational persons. So, wow. And, uh, animals were speaking. And, <laughs> and telling them, that's the son of that's God right God. there. Yeah. Not only were they breathing on him to keep him warm, but they They're, were talking. Yeah, saying, this is the son of God. This I'm is sure the Messiah. Listen to, the, to him. To the shepherds and everybody around oh, yeah, them. Yeah, well, that's what it said. That yes. They spoke. They, they spoke, spoke. Uh, rationally yeah. to, to, to men. To bestial men. <laughs> yeah. Got to oh, beasts. Yeah. Beast to talk to beast. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he gave the beast, the, beast the power to speak rationally yes. about who Jesus was. What's the ninth thing? Okay, that so the ninth thing that happened: all the idols of Egypt were destroyed when the virgin gave birth, according to Jeremiah, uh, chapter four. That that sign was given to the Egyptians to make them understand that he who was born was a true God and the only one worthy of adoration with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Wow. So again, there the idols were I, destroyed I, again. Remember, this is a spiritual warfare short, so that's why we're focusing focusing on these uh, uh, points. Yeah, I mm. wonder if Christ would be born again right now. I wonder if the Pachamama idol would be dis <laughs> destroyed. And I wonder if- It the, would explode. Yeah. I, wonder, <laughs> I think. I wonder if the idols in uh, Canada, I wonder if they would explode. Uh, and I think many people would be ex being exploded. Yeah. 
Job dead. Point number 10. When the infant was laying in the manger, the ox and donkey knelt before him mm. as if they had re reason and adored him, which makes us understand that he who was born would call both Jews and Gentiles to his religion. So the mm. ox and the, and the donkey represent Jew and Gentile, both kneeling together, wow. uh, making part of the one true religion. Yeah. Of Jew and Gentile, which is the one holy Catholic the and apostolic church. church. Right. And and that's who we are. We are Gentiles. And we want to bring the Jews in. We want to complete yeah. their faith. Yeah, right. But yeah. a lot of them have come in in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The church yeah. was started by Jews. Yeah. Eleventh, mm -hmm. the 11th point. The whole world was in peace as described to show that he who was born would love and promote universal peace and that his elect will enjoy eternal peace. That's beautiful. That peace is came beautiful. into the, and peace, peace will come back in. at the second coming of Christ. Yes. Again, just That's like exciting. Just like That's at the first exciting. coming of Christ, uh -huh. nativity, at the second coming he's going to usher yeah. in a reign of peace. Yeah. The prince of peace will come back and usher in peace by making war against all the unbelieving yes. nations. They will be destroyed and guess what then there will be nothing but a period of peace yes. forever. That's just beautiful. Yeah. So, wait. so this is St. Bonaventure's uh, homily. I want. We have a few minutes left. Here's something that's politically incorrect, but yes. this is, <laughs> but this is biblically true. Put your seatbelts on. Yeah. Because. <laughs> okay. So, in the Bible, I've seen the word dog many times in the Old and New Testament. So I wanted to know, especially because when things are said in the New Testament. They're borrowed from the Old Testament. So years ago, I said, okay, I'm going to research. Why do the Jews, or why does God, even God uses the word dog in the Old Testament? What does God refer to? So I took a look at, uh, I took, pulled out a couple of respected commentaries, and I, and I did a, a, a research this. So in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 15, our Lord Jesus Christ is talking about heaven and what's outside of heaven. He says this, outside are the dogs, the sorcerers, the unchaste, the murderers, the idol worshipers, and all who love and practice deceit. Mm -hmm. Now you pretty much can tell who some of these other ones are, sorcerers, witches, okay, I get that. I, I, know, mm -hmm. who, I know who they are, mm -hmm. unchaste, murderers, you know who they are, mm -hmm. idol But it says, outside are the dogs. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I looked, and I said, okay, where's this borrowed from? On the footnote, it says, this comes from Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 18. So I looked up Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 18, where uh, in that context, sodomites are called dogs. So I said, what? So let me share with you a few Bible commentaries. Let me be clear here. These are words that God uses in his word. So this is biblical theology. God in the Old Testament calls homosexuals, not gays, not LGBTQ, calls them dogs. This is biblical theology. You're never going to hear this from a pulpit. The word dogs, I'm looking at the, uh, the word wise Bible study commentary. The word dogs refers to, in the Old Testament, male prostitutes and their common mode of sexual relations. I'm looking at BibleStudyTools.com commentary. The dogs 
is a metaphor for the morally impure as it is throughout scripture. They represent male prostitutes. Number three, Vine's Complete Expository Dictionary, very respected commentary in uh, the world of theology. The word dogs refers to those whose moral impurity will exclude them from the kingdom of heaven. The Navarre Bible Commentary, highly respected in Catholic circles, the exegesis on Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 18. It says, the, the description of a male sacred prostitute as a dog shows the writer's sense of horror. Mm. Uh, a very uh, um, popular Protestant commentary is called The Word NT by Henry Blackaby. It says, the dogs mentioned in Revelation chapter 22, 15, are the same as a sexually immoral mentioned in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. And finally, even looking at the Catholic, uh, the Catholic New American Study Bible, it says, the dogs, the word dogs in the book of Revelation chapter 22, 15, are the same as the unchaste mentioned in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. It's not a compliment when God no, calls you a dog. No, absolutely not. And not it, a compliment. And wow, you did a thorough investigation on the word dogs <laughs> and what God says about dogs. doesn't mean something that it's, goes it's, and it's in not a fire a hydrant. It's not a compliment. No. You know, because, uh, you know, we know dogs are animals that, you know, they don't have, have a rational, have rational soul. Right, rational soul. And uh, we know that they have to be tamed. Yeah. And um, at this point, there's a lot of human beings that need to be tamed. tamed. There's a lot of that need to be tamed towards the, virtue. Yeah. Virtue, virtue, and it, virtue. And it can only be happened yes. through the gospel of Jesus Christ Thank by you encountering Jesus. Thank you for sharing Jesus. that, sweetie. I'm a, that's pretty good, right? I, yeah, that's very good. I think yeah. your theology degree just came out right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, every now and then it does. Uh, and, my husband. Yeah. Really? So, and, you know what? And it's, it's, um, this is serious. I mean, yes, this, this is, is what, very serious. This is, God the dog, is the same yesterday, yes. today. Yes. yesterday today and forever he doesn't change mm -hmm. when he looks at that act when he see when he sees that act from heaven and 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 it's on yes. earth he sees two he sees what he calls two dogs yeah because and if they don't repent yes. they're gonna die uh and experience the the the, the, the fires of hell right the fires of hell and this that's is... we don't want that yes we don't we're, want we're like a we're like a lighthouse trying to to bring ships into dock yes. and to safety in the harbors yes. of safety. And just remember, we love them. Yes. And we want them to come back to repent. Amen. Yes. It's an old Jesus. Well, this is the end of our show. That's it. That's oh a wrap. Oh my gosh, it was just a wonderful with all of you. And yes. Yes. yes, God bless you. Thank you, family. Yes. For you have a wonderful blessing. Thank you. A lot of your Share them with people you love and you want to evangelize. God bless you. Thank you. Keep the faith. Keep the faith.